A recent poll by Gallup shows that 85% of workers worldwide hate their jobs and they especially hate their bosses. With the average person spending 90,000 hours at work over their lifetime, there's no wonder depression and anxiety are at an all-time high. I've managed to successfully run away from corporate America and all of the stressors that came along with it. I now get to work my dream job, or shall I say dream jobs, and live my dream life of being a world traveler. Now, I'm the most unlikely person to have ever pulled this off, and it has been one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. But through it all, it was worth it. One thing I've learned throughout my entrepreneurial journey is that things are not always as they seem, hence the birth of this podcast, Dream Job, Dream Life Podcast. Here, I speak with self-made entrepreneurs about the making of the dream, the risks they take, the sacrifices that they make, the close call stories, the things that you probably won't see on anyone's Instagram live feed. I'm your host, Tally Love. Let's talk about it. Hello and welcome to the Dream Job, Dream Life Podcast. I am so happy to be back and I am excited because today, Dreamers, we have our very first male guest to the podcast. Welcome, Danny. All right. About time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you and I just was really attracted to the things that, you know, helped you to break through in your business. And so I'm happy to share you, your business and your story with the Dream Job, Dream Life podcast. So start out by telling us, first of all, you're calling us out of Newport Beach, California. Yes. Yeah. It's sunny, sunny Cal, sunny as usual there today. Yes. Well, not, not really, not today. Today's a little bit of overcast. It's kind of weird. On, uh, in June, we get an overcast. Ah, okay. Yes. Okay. I think I've briefly been through Newport Beach. I haven't spent a great deal of time there, but I know it always gets foggy over in Northern California. So, but I didn't know that for Newport. Well, okay. Well, there you have it, folks. Yeah. Don't visit, uh, don't visit uh, SoCal during June. Interesting. I've learned something new today. (laughs) Yeah. We have June gloom. (laughs) Ah. Okay. So, uh, Denny, you are the owner of Mile A Marketing. So, and you've been doing that for eight years. Yes, Malaya Marketing. Malaya. I thought it was spelled Mao A. Look at me. Malaya Marketing. Okay. Um, (laughs) So tell us exactly like what you do every day, what you do, how you contribute to the world. Just explain uh, briefly what your business is and all of that good stuff. Yeah, sure. So basically what what I do is I work with uh, small and medium-sized business owners in uh, local, uh, local searches. So specifically... We help local businesses. So anything that you can pick up or call or go to, that's who we, uh, who we target. So, you know, rest- we have uh, tons of clients in um, restaurants and um, emergency type services such as automotive repair, body shop repair, uh, auto glass services, plumbers, um, those kinds of things. So anything that you would need personally, uh, to any kind of service that you would want, that's that's what my uh, clients are. Um, they're not selling anything online. They're not a you know they're not an e-commerce type uh, companies. It's just local mom and pop, one owner uh, type uh, business owners. That's I why love I go after. It. 
Okay, mm-hmm. so brick and mortar, brick and mortar businesses for the most part. Um, brick and mortar or um, or um, service areas. So I have uh, a ton of clients that do auto glass services. Yeah. They have uh, you know an office or they operate out of their home, and they just send out their uh, their guys or they go out themselves and do the service. Okay. What exactly do you do for them? What kind of marketing in particular does this kind of client need? Yeah. So basically what they're looking for is uh, they may have a website, but they're not getting any calls. Um, so because everybody thinks that, oh, you know, I have a website, I'm good. That's not necessarily true because uh, there's so much competition out there. And mm-hmm. how do you stand apart from that? What makes you unique? So I, uh, you know, I tend to go a little bit deeper, find out what makes them different. And uh, I, uh, I hone their, um, their online websites to, uh, to basically indicate that. So maybe something that they're, you know, 24-7, they, you know, they do something a little bit different. And uh, that's what we do is we just build the website um, along that. But more importantly than that is we get them ranked because that's the trickiest uh-huh. thing. Anybody can build your website. Yeah, but having that website ranked on the first page of Google—that's really where the money's at. So basically, what we do is we deliver phone calls, results, tangible um, services that they can count every single month. For example, I okay. paid X and I got X amount back, which is a good ROI for them. So that's what we do. Give me a good success story, like a specific brand industry that came in in a certain position and what you did for them. Yeah, so uh, my biggest account now, um, he uh, he was spending about $5,000 per month on Google pay-per-click. This was in uh, 2011 or 12, I'm not quite sure. Um, so he's been with me for a very long time. So I actually needed a, uh, I, I was calling around for my uh, girlfriend at the time for her windshield. So I called him and I said, Hey, you know, do you have this windshield in stock, et cetera, et cetera. So he had it. And I said, by the way, this is what I do. And, um, he said, okay. He said, that sounds interesting. I said, well, listen, um, how much are you spending right now per month on Google? He said about $5,000. And I said, okay, great. How would you like to get more calls and lower your cost? He's like, well, how is that possible? I said, well, I have a program. If you, if you have time, I'd like to meet with you. So he said, sure, I'm available in an hour. And uh, I drove there and I showed him my program. I said, look, this is what I can do for your business. Um, I'm very schooled in this thing. I know exactly how, how to get this done. So he said, okay, great. I said, I'm, but I'm going to need a deposit. And uh, he said, great. He's like, how much do you need? I said, well, I don't need the whole thing. I just need, um, I need about uh, $2,000 to get this thing going. So he said, all right, no problem. So he goes upstairs, comes back with the $2,000 in his hands. And uh, I was blown away because I was the biggest sale up to that point uh, that I had made in my company because I just started in 2010. Okay. So, yeah. So one thing led to the other. And uh, within a couple of months, he was purchasing more and more areas from me. I was selling them. I sell them in cities. And, uh, yeah, he just went on and on and on. And, um uh, he started out with eight locations with me during that first day that I uh, met with him and I closed them. And now he's up to 60 something, 63, I believe. Wow. Yeah. So he just kept adding uh, on with his services. Because he saw the value in what it was that you were offering. Yeah. He started out baby steps. Well, not really. I mean, eight is a lot of work. Eight is a lot of locations, but he was very 
ambitious and uh, he was doing everything himself. And I painted him this entire picture, uh, maybe like about a year into it. I said, hey, listen, why don't you hire some people? Why don't you have somebody answer the phone calls, train somebody I can help them with the sales part of it. Um, I want you to, you know, grow your business because the better you do, the better I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I want you to get to, you know, 20, 30 locations. Well, he did that. He was the only one that basically has listened to everything that I suggested and he implemented it because he saw that it makes sense, even though it may be uncomfortable for him in the beginning. And by the way, I want to tell you this. He speaks very little English. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah he speaks very little English. So I said, listen, your goal is to hire people that speak better English than you, are smarter <laughs> than you, are yeah. more ambitious, have all these things. You just need to motivate them and, you know, create this culture in your company. Otherwise, you're always going to be the guy answering the phone call and doing the work yourself. So anyway, he bought into this vision and uh, yeah, now he's, uh, he's doing amazingly well. Tell me how you started this for yourself. Give me like a story leading from where you working. I believe you were working nine years ago and you quit. Let's talk about that story and how you found yourself doing this. Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of a long story, but uh, I'll try to digest it. So uh, I moved, I moved to, um, to LA um, from Houston with my best friend um, after we sold a, a telecommunications company in Texas. And uh, we did fairly well, nothing to write home about, but you know, decent amount of money for, I believe I was like 25 at the time. Mm-hmm. So we did okay. And we decided on California because the weather in Houston was just too, too tough for me, way too humid. <laughs> So I couldn't take it anymore. So I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta get the heck out of here. Why I love Texas. <laughs> oh, I love, I love the people. Um, the people are unbelievably nice and sweet and warm. I found that amazing, but the weather was just mm-hmm. unbearable. Mm-hmm. So I said, listen, you know, I can't, I can't do this anymore. So he said, all right, uh, where do you want to move? And I was like, man, I don't know. So we opened up the map. And we were roommates at the time. So we were, our lease was done. Um, we were both in a relationship. Both of our relationships pretty much ended at the same time. So we had nothing holding us back. I had been there already for three and a half years. So we went through the map and uh, we started talking about the pros and cons of every single major city from New York, which the place I grew up in, to Miami, to Vegas at the time, because Vegas was really hot. And uh, anyway, um, we, it was between LA, San Diego, and uh, I believe Vegas. So we settled on LA. So we came here and uh, we had some money and um, I didn't know the area. I didn't know anybody other than him and a friend that let us stay with them. And um, I took a corporate job. Um, My goal was to stay within the company uh, no more than two years before branching out on my own. Mm-hmm. So this was 2007. So everything was amazingly well in 2007. Um, real estate, pretty much anything that you touched in California, if you were smart and you knew what you were doing, you would basically become a millionaire. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, so that's the mentality that we had. We're like, oh, my God, we're going to go to California. We're going to become millionaires. Mm-hmm. We're going to be successful and all of our dreams come true. So came here and I took a uh, corporate job just to learn the area, meet some people. And uh, I ended up working for the Yellow Pages, 
selling uh, uh, selling ads in uh, Yellow Book was the company. So I did really, really well um, up until the iPhone came out. Mm. And the iPhone came out and I just saw the writing on the wall. I was like, oh my God, this thing is going to revolutionize advertising and everything is going to be online. But of course, they were super hard on it. They're like, no, it's not going to be like that. It's always going to be the yellow pages. And they were very much in denial. But anyway, um, during this time, 2008 happened. So it was the biggest crash. And mm-hmm. A huge uh, hit to us here in California. I mean, it was a disaster in California. So anyway, uh, got here and pretty much the party was over. I, I, I say this, the best example is to really get the feeling of how I felt. It's like, imagine you are two hours away from a party. You get there because your friends invited you. And all of a sudden the party just ended for whatever reason. And you drove mm. two hours to get there to this amazing party. Mm-hmm. So I felt super bummed. I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck are the odds? Why would I just all of a sudden get here? And, you know, everything just collapsing around me. People no money, people losing their houses. Just of overall, just kind of desperation in people's eyes. And nobody knew what the heck was going to happen. And very unsettling. And um, my parents live out on the East Coast. And they're like, wait, what are you talking about? It's not like that over here. So it kind of took a while for it to trickle down. So anyway, I, uh, I stayed in California. I, I took this job. I still stayed with it. But within a year and a half, I said, you know, this is it. I, I can't do this anymore. The company was just, was a gun to the head every single week to produce, which I had no problem doing. But I just saw it as no way as a uh, career to build anything around or start developing a false sense of security um so i lived very very frugal um anything that i made just went away into savings because i was planning my escape <laughs> mm-hmm. and i saved every little dollar uh wasn't going out uh barely eating out just living absolutely bare minimum i had a car that was a 1999 car so i mean and i was one of the top earners in the in the office and I was kicking ass. Anybody was like, well, why don't you go get a car? You know, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And I was like, no, no, no. They didn't know my internal motivation. Right. That I needed to go there because, you know, every single time any of them will get a bonus, you see them flashing something, a watch or something like that. And I just kept everything, you know, I, I would just spend money on clothes to look good for the job. But that's about it. The car, anything right. else didn't matter. So anyway, um, in 2009, I, uh, I resigned after getting my last award for the top salesperson's office. And I won like rookie of the year. I mean, all these awards that they had and um, walked in and I was like, all right, I'm sorry to say this, but I got to, you know, I'm going to go. And the manager was just like floored. The office manager was like, what? How can, you're joking. I was like, no, 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 I'm serious. She's like, why would you leave? You know, you're like the beloved, you know, young kid because everybody was much older than me. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna do my own thing. I, you know, I didn't come to California to work for a company, you know, no offense. But I didn't come there for that. I came here to do it on my own and, you know, make it happen. Mm-hmm. So she's like, all right, I understand. So we parted ways and uh, I took about a, a year off. I was so burnt out from this job. It was only two years, but a year and a half. But the pressure and everything was just 
insane and I wanted to produce really well. And um, I just, I just needed to chill out. You know, it was just so stressful and uh, I wanted to plan my next move. I didn't want to get another job. So I was kind of just waiting, you know, for something to happen. And during this meantime, I should say that I listened to a program that talked about the law of attraction and sending out vibrations and making, you know, talking about the inner world, basically how we can control what happens on the outside if you change what happens on the inside and how you view things. So I listened to this program a ton and I was like, all right, well, if this thing works, then this is what I want. So I started listing out all of my wants, all of my desires. I was like, all right, I want a business. I want, you know, I want residual income. I want to be free. I want to travel. I want to be able to do all these things and you know, all my wants. Right. Mm -hmm. I said, I want it to happen in a crazy way. Nothing predictable. Not like where I see something I'm like, oh yeah, that'll be good. And I do it like that would be too, too mundane for me. So <laughs> mm. I had this, this idea of it happening. And um, yeah, so fast forward a um, couple of months later, um, I, I was getting ready to go to my girlfriend's at the time, her place. And uh, I come downstairs on a Saturday and my passenger door window was busted out. <laughs> so I, there was glass everywhere in my car. I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck is this? Called my girlfriend and I was like, hey, you know, you won't believe this, but somebody broke into my car. She's like, what? And they stole my stupid navigation system. That was like a hundred dollar piece. So I was like, yeah, somebody did this. So she rushes over. We go to the car wash and we start vacuuming everything out, all the glass. And uh, I don't know, through the, throughout this entire time, I kept thinking, wow, you know, something has happened. Cause I've been wanting something and wanting something and something has happened. Granted, it's not what I wanted it to happen, but at least something is happening. And I think something good is going to happen out of this. I cannot tell you what, but something good is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what I kept telling my girlfriend. I was like, you know, I don't know. I have this weird feeling that this event is not negative, even though it appears to be negative. I have a feeling that something good is going to happen out of this. So I take my car to her house, park it in her garage. So Monday comes along. What do I do? I do the same thing everybody does is I go to Google and I type in auto glass, you know, repair in Los Angeles. And I start calling around for quotes. Ah. So I call around a couple of places. They all wanted like 200, 250, 300 for the same window, all of this. Finally, I call the shop in uh, South Central and they're like, yeah, we have it in stock and it's 150. I was like, all right, I'll be right there. So, so I didn't have a navigation and data at the time was very expensive. I write down all the directions by hand, you know, take I-10, you know, exit this, exit that, make a left, make a right, all of this by hand. So I'm driving with no window, wind, you know, wind is everywhere on the freeway. And um, I exit the wrong, uh, the wrong exit. So I exit the wrong exit. And what do I see when I exit is Autoglass Row. It's like Autoglass, Auto Repair, Autoglass, Autoglass, auto, like one exit naturally to the first one. And I'm like, hey, man. How's it going? I'm looking for, you know, a passenger uh, window. I need a window for this. The guy is like, yeah. He said, this one, he goes, I could do it for you. I was like, great. How much is it? He's like, 50 bucks. Mm. I'm like, oh, fantastic. Let's do it. Because, <laughs> you know, in my what? mind, I'm like, I was just about to go spend 150. Yeah. And by the way, let me just paint the picture. So I was getting really low on my funds right now. And I refused to get a job. I was like, I'm not getting a job. 
that's just going to put a bandaid on things, going to kick the can further down the road. So every single dollar was important, let alone a hundred bucks. Yeah. So I'm like, great. So the guy goes, comes back with the glass and he's installing it. And I'm just, you know, kicking it with him. I have my phone out. I'm like, hey, man, um, I, do you know what this company is? I show him the company that I uh, called initially. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. He goes, they're about like four miles down the road. I was like, yeah. He's, I was like, you know, uh, I was going to go see them, but I got off at the wrong exit. That's how I ended up here. But I found them on Google. Are you on Google? He's like, no. I was like, interesting. I was like, yeah. I was like, well, that's what I do. I put companies like you on Google. He's like, really? He's like, how much do you charge? And I made it up. And I was like, 50 bucks a month. He's like, oh, that's great. I was like, yeah, you just got to change one window and you pay, it's paid for. He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm interested in that. He's like, come back next week and we'll definitely talk about it because I, I do want something. I'm like, all right, interesting. So he's putting the window up or whatever. And next door to him was an auto repair shop. So I go next door. I'm like, hey, man, I, um, I'm getting my window here changed. This guy's not on Google. I'm going to come back next week and I'm going to put him on Google. Are you on Google? He's like, no. He's like, how much do you charge? I was like, 50 bucks a month. He's like, oh, he goes, when you go see him, come back and see me. He's like, I'm interested in that. And Talia, right then and there. Jamie, yeah. I, wish, I wish everybody could see my face. Just keep talking. Oh, my God. No, I love this story. Right then and there, I said, oh, my God, that's what I'm going to do. This is going to be my business. I'm going to go in the hood and I'm going to put everybody on Google charging 50 bucks a month. And, oh, my God, this is going to be great. That was it. Like, that was like the epiphany. I was like, that's it. Because people, people in these areas, nobody walks in because they're all afraid. I don't care because this used to be my territory. Even with the Yellow Pages, I used to go in these areas. I said, this is where I'm going to go, where everybody does not want to go. I'm going to charge super cheap. And at the time, my rent was $500. I lived with a roommate. I said, oh, my God, if I could just get 10 of these guys, it would pay for my rent. That means I can live free. And then once I get there, then I'll figure out what I want to do. But for right now, this is going to be the way for me to do it. So I was like, oh, my God. I mean, I just, I was so excited. I got home. And I, was, I told my girlfriend, I was like, oh, my God, this is what I'm going to do. I'm basically going to do my old job at the yellow pages but instead i want to sell them what everybody wanted which was internet because they all gave me the objection i want the internet i want the internet and we didn't really have the internet we had yellow pages i'm gonna give them all this is it this is what i want to do and she's like oh my god that's fantastic i think you're gonna kill it i mean she just poured gasoline on my fire so i got back to that guy i went back to that guy and i had nothing i had no business cards no nothing no contract nothing so I went and I got some business cards made like overnight. I had no idea how I was going to call it. I was like, what am I going to call this thing? I called my best friend. He's like, hey, he goes, I think that's a fantastic idea. I was like, I don't know how to call it. He's like, you know, I was like, I was thinking I like, just like my last name marketing. I mean, I don't want to keep this thing, make it super crazy. Malaya marketing. I'm like, how, how does that sound? He said, that sounds good. He said, that's professional. He's like, it's your last name. What's wrong with that? I was like, no, that's it. That's it. Malaya marketing. Done. And I went, I got business cards made and I met with a buddy of mine that used to work for Yellow Book. And I said, hey, I need to meet with you. I need to get one of your contracts. I have a crazy idea. I'm going to give this thing a shot. I feel really, really good about this. Meet with me for lunch, bring a contract. He brings a contract and he's like, I told him my whole business plan. I said, listen, I'm going to go into the hood, right where I used to go. And I used to get all these deals. Nobody would go in there. I'm going to go now with the internet. 
and provide them what they always wanted, charge them 50 bucks a month, and hope for the best. I think this thing is going to work. And he told me, he's like, Danny, if you do half of what you did for Yellow Book, you are going to kill it. He said, there's no doubt. He's like, you just have to figure out how to do this thing. And he goes, you are going to kill it. And that's exactly what I needed to hear. He gave me the contract. I went the next day and I typed it all up, word for word. I copied what Yellow Book had. I changed it to Malaya Marketing because I didn't have money to hire a lawyer to do all this crap. I said, they spent thousands of dollars on contracts. Let me just copy what works, change everything to my name, insert a couple of things that I might see happening, and that's it. And boom, got it printed. I went back to that guy with no contract. I said, hey, man, I ran out of contracts. Let's do this thing. I got the business cards first. I gave him a business card. I said, look, 50 bucks a month, no contract. You don't like it? No problem. You cancel. He signed up. Well, handshake. He signed up. I said, I'm going to come back with the contract next week when I get them. No problem. Yeah, no problem. No problem. And that's how my business was born. So my goal was to get 10 accounts. And I achieved that within, I believe, like six weeks. Six weeks, I hit my goal. And now keep in mind, hold on, I got to back up for one second. Well, after I signed up that guy, I was like, okay, now what? How do I make this thing work, right? Because now I have to perform. So yes. I had to teach myself everything about how to do what I do, the local SEO part. So I went and I watched every single webinar you can imagine, took notes, did everything. So the next month, I would go back to these people and I would kind of like, <laughs> I would go in and I'd be like, hey, how's it going? They'll be like, good. I was like, hey, because remember, these guys were paying me cash. I had no bank account, none of that. So wow. I, would, I would go in and I would say, hey, how did it go? And to much of my surprise, they were like, great. I was like, oh, of course, great. <laughs> because there were no like dashboards or analytics. Yeah, do, there was, like, but it was so, like back then, I didn't think it was very accurate, you know? Yeah, or accessible. Yeah, so it wasn't this, you know, what it is today. Yeah. So I was like, this guy, was, before we used to be able to uh, to present a coupon, they had this coupon, Google had this coupon, and this guy had a break-in lamp inspection and also an auto repair shop. And I said, oh, listen, you know, one way to track it is 10% off. So apparently all these people came up and they would shove his phone, their phone in his face and be like, yeah, I want the 10% off. Ah. So this guy kept tracking them like that. So I was like, yes. yes, this thing is working. So this guy gladly paid. And um, yeah, so I hit my goal within a short period of time. And once I got there, you know, I was like, wait a minute, I'd be stupid to change it now, to do something completely different after this thing is working. Mm -hmm. So my business was actually born, quote unquote, on accident. I didn't plan for it this way, but I knew what I wanted. And, you know, things had changed along the way, but um, there were a lot of challenges. I'm just oversimplifying it. But, you know, things changed along the way. And, you know, landing this big client of mine was a while after, like a year and something after, a year and a half after. But it's only because I stuck with it. Yeah. So you went from those $50 things to getting that $2,000 one that day. And that's when it was like, whoa, I'm really leveling up in my yeah, business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was a long time after. And by the way, that company that I wanted to go see, 
um, I actually ended up signing them up, and they're still with me till to till this day. Ah, okay. I have, I I I love to let people talk, but I just gotta stop for a minute because I'm telling you, this is hands down my favorite interview so far. There are so many nuggets that I just want to recap on. Okay, it's just so many different things, like. I don't even know where to start with where I'm so impressed. First of all, you did this back in 2010 or 2009 to 2010. I still hear your excitement. I just want everybody to notice that, like how exciting this whole path is for us as entrepreneurs. Like I still, like it never gets old to think about how you built and created something for yourself. Number one, (laughs) I can hear that. Number two, um, I love the fact that you said I needed to, think I don't I didn't know what it was but I knew it was something and I wanted to think and so there was this level of trust that you had and then the message it's so funny they say that when the um student is ready the teacher will appear that whole my um what's what's the word I'm looking for not manifestation a law of attraction thing Mm -hmm. started coming before you and all you did was focus on that I love when you said I think there was something I don't know how you articulated I I could have thought through the process or how I want it to be something extraordinary, right? Just something. Yeah, like- I wanted it to happen in a crazy way. Yes. When I defined what I wanted, I wanted it to happen in an unpredictable. Now, that was kind of dumb of me because I didn't have all this money to be like, hey, I can wait it out. But I wasn't like in this panic mode either. It wasn't like, oh my God, I got to get something. Otherwise, what the hell is going to happen? I'm going to have to ask my parents for money. Oh my God, how is this going to work? No, I didn't go there. I just said, you know, it's going to happen because the program that I listen to thing happens on its own timetable. You just need to let go, not care that it's not there. You just have to envision it, what you want over and over and over. And I was obsessed for about three months. That's all I kept talking about. I was like, I know it's going to happen. By the way, I didn't really tell anybody about this because, you know, if people don't believe in it and they might throw in like a curveball and say something negative which makes you now doubt the whole process. So I didn't do any of that. I said, you know, I'm going to start a business. I don't know what, I don't know when, but once it's going to happen, it's going to happen in an unpredictable way. It's going to be fun and it's going to meet all my criteria. This is chilling because I've been there and it's just, re- it's just chilling. And then something that was, that was perceived as a negative thing you knew you knew you said there's something that's gonna come i've been there this is why it's chilling to me it's just funny how all of this stuff works and you go in the way it fell it just i am i'm sorry but this is my favorite favorite interview (laughs) (laughs) no it happened in a pretty crazy way and um you know I, i had the green light inside of me even though there were a ton of quote unquote issues. A, I didn't know how to do it. B, I didn't have a team. Three, I, you know, um, I mean, I can go on and on. I didn't have a business card. I didn't have a business name. None of that stuff mattered. But I said, I got this huge green light inside of me that said, this is going to be it. And one thing that I learned on that program is when the facts, hold on, I want to make sure I get this right. Mm -hmm. When your attitude is right, the facts don't count. <sighs> yeah, that's a pretty deep quote. Because at first, you're like, wait a minute, that makes no sense. Facts do count. There are facts. These are facts. 
You don't know what you're doing. You don't have any money. I mean, I can go on and on of all the things that were negative. You don't have this time to wait up. Um, you need a job. Um, I mean, all the facts. But when your attitude is right, when your mental attitude is right, when you're like, you know what? The hell are the facts. Those are the facts. But when you know about the law of attraction, it changes the facts. It goes above and beyond that. Because it's on a different level. It's on a frequency level, which the facts are physical. But the law of attraction is not physical, which is a step above it, above and beyond it. So you can wiggle your way out without, with the, with the fact that the facts are there. So despite the facts, you can still make it happen. So all of this was, I was brainwashed inside my head saying, no, this thing is going to happen. I don't know how, but I know it's going to happen. Something good is going to happen. And then boom, something did happen. It was not good. But I, as long as I said that this happened without attaching a feeling to it, then that's why it worked out. But if I would have fell into the, which by the way, looking back, of course, I could have fallen into the victim mode. Yes. And by the way, let me just, let me just tell you one other interesting, interesting note to this whole thing. So I had that navigation system because back then, like I mentioned, data was very, very expensive in 2009, 2010 era. Mm -hmm. And every single day, I mean this, every single day after I used that navigation, I would always put in the glove compartment away. Always. The one day, the one day that I did not put it in, bam, this thing happened. They stole it. One day. I mean, what are the odds of that? I mean, mm. the odds are crazy, right? I mean, mm. I, I did not live in a very bad neighborhood. I lived in Long Beach in a very good area. And that stuff did not happen. The one day I did not put it this is the one day that they broke into it. And because of that windshield, because of my passenger door glass being broken in, it spawned this amazing business, which is crazy. I mean, so... See, those are the physical facts. The fact is your car got broken into. The fact is you don't have money. The fact is, um, you know, um, all these things are happening around you that's quote-unquote negative. But as long as you don't attach a feeling to it and say these are negative, I, when that event happened, I said something awesome is going to happen. I cannot tell you why or I cannot tell you how. I remember telling this to my girlfriend as we were vacuuming my car. <laughs> I said, listen, I know I should be feeling bad. But I was like, honestly, I don't. I don't know why. I know I don't have much money. But honestly, I don't feel bad. I think something's going to happen because I've asked for something. And finally, finally, something happened. It's been three months. I was mm -hmm. waiting for something to happen. And something did happen. So, again, I want to harp on this because this is so, so, so important. If I would have gone down that road of, oh, my God, why me? Can you believe this? The one day that I... Do not remove my navigation, my $100 piece of crap navigation. is the one day that they break wow. into it. Why me? Wow. If I would have gone down that way, I don't think that this thing would have happened the way that it did. Wow. So luckily, I, I had that mindset. And it could have gone either way, of course. I think if I didn't have this, you know, quote, training, I don't think it would have worked out in my advantage. So it's super important, you know, mental attitude, uh, knowing that facts are just physical, that the law of attraction and your mind and how this works is not physical, which is great because it means that you can bend it. 
to your liking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. really what I took away from it. I know it's a long-winded answer, but no, that's no. what I took from it. This is so good. I don't care how long this takes. This is what I'm <laughs> talking like. This is why I started this podcast. It to be able to align with you at this moment, Danny, and to hear you speak everything that I know to be true in my mind, everything that I've gone through, that I'm currently going through, that I that I believe in, that I, like it is chilling for me. Um, I've I have yet to be this excited about a podcast. I kid you not. <laughs> no offense to the other people, but. This is what I'm talking about. And then what else I love about this, because I've had a, a similar situation like this. Your, your miracle, your breakthrough came from the most unlikely place. Like people are picturing these boardrooms and these nice setups and all, you know, this businessman in a suit is going to shake your hand and that's what's going to make it happen. And it came from the most unlikely place. And I've been in that situation too. And it's like, whoa. Yes. Whoa. You can't predict it. You can't imagine it. You can't see it. You just have to be open to the flow. Absolutely. You just have to go with it. And when, again, this is what I learned, is that when something negative happens, like the bigger it is negative, the more you can get a chance, the more you get a chance to clearly define what you want. Because it's like, I don't want this. I don't want more of this. Yeah. But you have to quickly turn around, pivot, and say, this is what I want with massive passion to say, this is what I'm gearing towards because I, I don't want this anymore. I want to point out this too, for people that are, are striving are aspiring. I love the level of confidence you had in a company that wasn't even established because so many people, and I've gone through this, you feel like you got to get this set up and that set up and you need your card and you need your contract. You were able to take what you had within. You knew who you were. You were, you had already been deemed as powerful at Yellow Pages. You just were able to take that, apply that to a vision that was very premature, but you were confident enough to say, hey, I got this. Hey, I ran out of contracts. Hey, here's my card real quick. You went back, leaned on those things that you had. I want people to hear that and to really let that resonate as well. Yes, you have to be um, um, creative. You have to be. You have to have a knowledge that everything will work out, even mm -hmm. if you may not have the success track. That look, I mean, I didn't have a success track, a proven success track of this online thing. Yeah, I did the yellow pages, but that wasn't up to me. After I signed them up, sent the yellow pages. Hey, good luck. I don't know what the heck is going to happen if you people, if you, my clients are going to get calls or not. Now they did get calls. They ended up getting calls, but. On Google and stuff, I was like, wait a minute, I can control a lot more. I can do this and I can do that. I'll see how this thing goes. I'll give it a shot. But you know, you have to try, you have to be ballsy, you have to, you have to be assertive and say, no, this is gonna happen and it'll work out. I just, you know, what's the worst that could happen anyway? I give the guy's money back. I'm not gonna steal anybody's money. I mean, it wasn't like the end of the world, but once these things fell through, it was like I just had this internal green light that I can't really explain. Yeah, it has to be experienced. Yes. And yes. even though all the facts, which, again, we went over the negative facts, right? And the fact that mm -hmm. people were probably getting called to death by the companies. And I said, no, wait a minute. These people are mainly Hispanic. They don't speak well English. And they might not even feel comfortable signing up with some company in India over the phone. But if I'm there, I give them my business card. I'll tell them, hey, listen, I'll be around next week. You don't have to make a decision right now think about it, whatever, then they'll build more trust in me. And once this thing works, they're going to have even more trust. Mm. So that was like it. I was like, I don't care about the competition or 
you know, the fact that there's people calling them for this stuff every single moment, they're not signing up with them. So the, the chance of me getting an account are much, much higher. So I was just telling myself all these things. I don't know if they were true or not, but I was like, hey, if I'm going to lie to myself, I'm going to lie to myself in the positive way rather than the negative and shoot myself in mm -hmm. the foot. Mm -hmm. So I just kept, you know, I just kept this really good uh, attitude. By the way, I mean, the situation was not good. I mean, <laughs> you know, personally, it was not a good situation. But this whole thing gave me a huge boost of confidence that, hey, I can do this. I don't know how this thing is going to work, what I'm going to do. But I know that this thing is going to work out. I mean, I'm resourceful enough to make this thing happen. So being resourceful, I believe, is also key in um and doing these things on your own and um uh, making things happen danny that is good i thank you thank you thank you for showing up it was like it, it was destined just for me to talk to you today this has been so good and i'm gonna like make i'm i want everybody to hear this one like seriously this is good briefly tell everybody how your believing and trusting and and being confident in yourself and going out and pushing yourself to learn what it is that you needed to know and being broke and saving and all of those sacrifices how, how what kind of dream life has that created for you what does the dream experience look like tell us brag a little bit give us a little humble bragging <laughs> <laughs> um what's well, not really about humble bragging it's about just sharing my experience i told you that i don't really want to plug for my business or anything i just want to share because i've been there and I did listen to success stories. I mean, I did. I, it's When you're down, you need people that inspire you so far. And uh, yeah, now, you know, now life is good. Thank God. I mean, um, I'm, like you mentioned, I'm, I live in Newport Beach now. Um, you know, I'm doing really well. I'm, you know, over six figure, six figure, healthy, six figure income. So um, that's what we want to hear. We, we want to hear about the reward on this show. We want to, you know, we, we, we're not here to just brag it up, but we want to hear about all the stuff. And then we want to hear, man, it was worth look, it. I, it was look, worth it. I got to tell you. So having a vision is really, really important, but don't, don't plan it out. Like step one through 30 and all of them have to go this way or else you're going to reject everything that happens. That's not incongruent to what you have down. That is, that is ridiculous and silly. So definitely mm -hmm. be open to it. Um, but know where you're going, but be open to the road, if that makes any sense. So Love you know it. you want to make mm -hmm. X amount of money per month or a year, but who cares how you get there? I mean, as long as it's fulfilling, as long as it's fun, as long as you enjoy doing it, who cares? It could be something completely different. I didn't know I was going to become this, you know, autoglass guru. Mm -hmm. Who the heck knew mm -hmm. that? But it's amazing mm -hmm. how autoglass has stayed in my life for the past eight years. It's a crazy industry. <laughs> Nobody thinks about it. I mean, when was the last time you got your windshield replaced? Right. I, yeah. Yeah. It's like you can't imagine it. Yeah. You cannot. No. Imagine it. No. But I knew what I wanted. I knew that I wanted to, you know, get to ten thousand dollars a month. I was like, oh my god, if I can do this, I want to get to ten thousand dollars a month residual. That would be, oh my god, that would be amazing. And yeah, I got there. And then I was like, all right, let's get to twenty now. You know, let's see how I can get to twenty. So, yeah. I mean, that's just how it works. You know, you, you have to go, they have to be flexible in the way you get there. There'll be bumps along the way. I've had them. Everybody's had them. Um, and just keep yourself motivated. Don't tell too many people your story. I mean, your goals, because they may not be supportive. And the last thing you need is doubt. Mm -hmm. You need to have that quiet confidence inside of you. You don't need to brag to everyone. 
you're going to do this and you're going to do that because that kind of uh, is self-deflating actually when when you speak it out so much to the mm-hmm. outside it kind of lowers your uh, ambition if you had a 10 inside of you and you start blabbing to everybody now it kind of gets worn out so you may not have that exact intensity anymore for yourself but if right. you keep it all internalized right. and you talk to yourself you're like you know what no it's going to happen i don't know how the hell this thing is going to happen but i know it's going to work out it's going to work out in a way better than i even anticipated and it's going to happen on its own time i don't need to worry about it i'm just going to keep a good attitude keep doing what i'm doing and the way that it will happen it will be shown to me i don't need to know the entire way but i know i want to make this a month or i want to make whatever whatever your goals are if you have that internal dialogue and you and you lie to yourself every single day about this eventually you'll be right that's the crazy yes. thing that is the absolute yes. crazy thing because what are the options you're going to lie to yourself and say the opposite oh i don't know how this thing is going to work out um it's pretty crappy you know nobody's supporting me and you know i don't have i don't come from a good background and i didn't even go to college or whatever all the things that are the facts and you're going to bullshit yourself with the facts and you're not going to get it done mm-hmm. you rather bs yourself in the positive way and get it done and be successful so that's what i wanted to do is we just you know come on to your show and um you know hopefully if one person listens that can um find my I'm story i'm the one <laughs> you're the one <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, it's been so good for me. Like I it's not that I've learned anything new. It's just it feels so good to be in alignment with someone and to just get it and all and it just keeps hitting you and hitting you're like, "Boom, I know. I I know that. I know that. I know that." It's been hard for me to even sit still like, "Yes, yes, yes. I want to scream <laughs> like, yes." So it just feels good to be able to put this content out for people because I can attest that everything you're saying is so true and it's just it's so admirable. So um, we've been going on and on and I could go on and on, but I know you don't want to plug yourself. But still, how can people find you? Do business with you? Where are you? How tell the people quickly? Yeah. So basically, um, if you have a uh, small business, um, like I mentioned, I do local SEO. So anything that's found on Google Maps. that's what i uh, that's what i do because i'll i'll tell you one secret that is where the phone calls happen being on google maps and getting found on uh, on that platform on google of course with uh, all the other stuff yelp etc but mainly on google if you're not on google you're not really being visible i don't care how much social media stuff you do uh so that's what i do is uh, google maps uh you can find me at malaya marketing i'm going to spell it it's malaya m i l e a marketing.com malayamarketing.com and uh, yeah if you just have a local business now if you have a product that you sell I'm sorry I'm not able to do e-commerce I don't specialize on that um but if you have a uh, you know if you're a doctor dentist whatever contractor that kind of thing then that's where I can help you exceed perfect thank you so much Danny we are you, so Tali. much better because of you it's going to be hard for somebody to do better than this I'm telling you but <laughs> Uh, no, it's not a competition, but I definitely want people to come on and you know definitely inspire the fellow entrepreneurs because we need that. We need that in this country. We need people to take the bull by its horns and make things happen. We cannot rely on other people and other things to come save us. You know, we are our own um, our own saviors. Absolutely. And with that, we will close for the day. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Dream job. Dream All right. podcast with me, Tally Love.
creator of Pretty Brown Nomad, a travel and lifestyle blog. If you would like to share a story about your own personal journey towards living the life of your dreams, be sure to head over to prettybrownnomad.com and reach out to me there. Thank you for listening. And remember, there's very little time for sleep when you are truly in pursuit of a dream.